Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Planners for the Planet. It's Candace here. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Nicola Alexander. She's the business development manager over at Explore Edmonton. Edmonton was hailed as the most sustainable large city in Canada in 2018. And so we're super excited to have her on our show today and excited to learn more about Edmonton as a sustainable destination. Nicola, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. To thank kick you. us off, to kick us off, why don't you tell us a bit about you and, and what you do over at Edmonton, Explore Edmonton? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, for having me. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, so I'm uh, actually based in uh, in the UK for Explore Edmonton. Uh, you may have uh, detected that from the uh, from the accent. Um, and Explore Edmonton is the venue management and destination marketing organisation for for Edmonton. Um, I joined the Mice team Edmonton All In uh, back in September. 2020, uh, so uh, last year, after nine years with Travel Alberta, uh, that was also a, a UK-based uh, uh, role um, for the mice market. Um, and for the past uh, past few years now, the um, Edmonton All In team has worked on developing a, a sector strategy approach to business development. So the team are focused on aligning future meeting and conventions with key industry sectors in the Edmonton region. So that includes health and life sciences, uh, tech with a strong focus on AI and machine learning, um, agriculture and energy and sustainability, which are the sectors I focus on um, and ones that I feel passionately about. So it's a great fit for me. And uh, yeah, I'm absolutely loving being part of, uh, of the Edmonton team. So um, also the thinking behind my role was to provide an international lens to the team and support Explore Edmonton's future sustainability strategy and goals by reducing the need for the team members to travel into Europe for industry events and, um, and so reducing our carbon footprint in the future um, as, a, as a team. Um, then in terms of, of Edmonton as a sustainable destination, um, I think it's important to highlight initiatives and partners who've really set the scene, um, are leading the charge and uh, continue to in address the changes and improvements that need to be made um, and are showing kind of the world right now how to how to live green. Um, so with a downtown core uh, bordering North America's largest urban parkland and um, Edmonton has made a commitment to building a social environmental economic and, and financially sustainable society um, the city has taken a leadership role in in practicing and promoting sustainable best practices um, in all aspects of, of the community so in, in 2018 the city of Edmonton utilized a, a public engagement approach to refresh the City Council's um, strategic plan. Uh, the feedback that came out of the um, public engagement resulted in the creation of the City of Edmonton's 10-year strategic plan and the City's Vision 2050. Um, and that's a plan that sets the direction for um, Edmonton's sustainable future. So there are four strategic goals that act as pillars for the City's um, strategic plan healthy city, urban places, 
regional prosperity and climate resilience. And back in 2018, when the strategy and the action plan was, was implemented, Edmonton actually hosted the city's IPCC Climate Change Science Conference. Um, and this was the first conference of its kind in the world. Uh, it aimed to um, identify key research and knowledge gaps related to cities and to, to climate change. And the goal was to inspire and stimulate researchers globally and support cities and citizens in building um, climate resilient and sustainable cities going forward. So there were some really significant partners involved, um, including C40 Cities, Future Earth, um, the UN Environment Programme, and the World Climate Research Programme. So some amazing partners. This was such a, an, a, an incredible opportunity for the city. Um, and alongside the IPCC Summit, Edmonton Mayor uh, Don Iverson hosted the Global Mayors Summit, uh, which produced a, a joint declaration on climate change and cities. And today, over 3,000 cities have endorsed the declaration. So we saw some significant legacies from hosting this event. And um, and also just to add, um, during the, the event, Explore Edmonton introduced the Show Your Badge program, uh, which is a collaboration between Explore Edmonton, Edmonton Transit and the City of Edmonton that provides complementary transportation um, on all existing Edmonton Transit services. So delegates simply presented their customised and compostable bamboo conference ETS pass to transit drivers and ticket checkers in, in lieu of, of fare payment. So this was an amazing legacy that came out of that particular programme obviously, uh, uh, as well as the um, uh, the declaration, of course. Um, and this programme will continue to be available for for, uh, for future conferences. So that kind of really sort of um, set the scene and set the stage, if you like, for us to continue this, this path to, to being a, a sustainable or continuing to be a sustainable um, destination. Um, and then in terms of some of our key partners and what they're doing um, to support this the city strategy, um, over the last 20 years, Edmonton International Airport has reduced the energy intensity of its terminal by nearly 50%. They've recently developed a co-generation facility which produces both heating and electricity for the airport. Um, last summer, they announced that they're welcoming a new large-scale investment that will create the largest airport-based solar farm in the world, um, 627 acres, which is planned for the next year, 2022. Um, and then one fun fact, final fact I found out um, just recently at the airport is that, is that almost half of the de-icing fluid applied to aircraft in the 2019-20 winter season was recovered and sent to Calgary for recycling. So I love all of this. This is what I love, kind of getting to the real nitty-gritty of um, some amazing stats and figures that um, are coming out of Edmonton. Yeah, it's uh, the thing that they never tell us uh, when we start into 
sustainability or even destination sales is that, you know, we're in it for the glamour, but, um, you know, there's always interesting things like waste streams and de-icing that we get excited about. Nicole, I wanted you just to, uh, you mentioned something that not all of our audience may be familiar with, and that is in Europe, they tend to call it mice market. Here we call it MIT. Would you just tell them what the MICE stands for? And we are not selling to little rodents here. What is yeah, I am not. I am not. No. Um, so MICE is, yeah, I get the acronym for Meetings, Incentives, conventions and exhibitions or the e sometimes is events events or exhibitions so it, it appears to be um an acronym that's being adopted more and more worldwide in fact um our um uh, fearless leader at uh, edmonton all in anna look um has just um renamed her or just been given the title as director of mice so um <laughs> it's it's uh, it's being adopted uh, more and more i think um Excellent. yeah o- over here yeah, um, it, I, you you know you've been around for a long time when you remember the uh the the uh trajectory of, of names. We went through that on the other side too. Remember it was FIT and then it was Leisure and then it was, you know, we had all of these acronyms. But yeah. what we really want to ask you is tap into your international experience that you had mentioned. And that is, we we see different parts of the uh, globe are opening up at different times. As you talk about the sustainability of, des- of, of Edmonton as a destination, what is your sense of where the world is at with sustainable events. Mm. What are you hearing from your clients? Well, there's definitely been a growing conversation um, around sustainable events for, for the past past few years. Um, but I think, um, yeah, essentially there's a lot more that, that we all should be doing. Um, I mean, back in 2019, I could really feel a, a gaining momentum um, and so certainly over over this past 12 months, uh, there's certainly more of a conversation around sustainability being an important factor in events, um, particularly when we open up and, and the world starts traveling again. Um, it, 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 it was becoming a hot topic and even more so now. Um, and I, I, my hope is that planners follow this through. And, um, and make sustainability a priority and, and really start the conversation with their clients from the early days, you know, of that RFP process. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, all, all, all of the conversations that I'm hearing are, are positive uh, around sustainability. So, as I say, my hope is, is that, that that continues and we see that becoming a priority. But I still think there's a lot of educating that needs to happen. Um, I thought your last event, the, the TSCF CAN, was was brilliant. You provided such a great insight and some real practical steps into carbon neutral events, you know, through the virtual and the hybrid lens. And I think this is more of this is needed um, to help planners see see what we can be done. And I think it's down to us. Um, as destinations and venues, um, we do have a really important role to play to help make it easier for planners um, and help them to make their events more sustainable. So there's got to be this partnership and collaboration, I think, for us to really um, move the industry, um, move the industry forward. But 
I'm, yeah. I'm pleased to hear that sustainability is is really such a continuing um, topic of conversation. We just need to make sure that, um, you know, it continues to be that way and we need yeah. to drive that as destinations too. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it was actually really interesting coming out of the um, uh, coming out of the TSEF can, which greatly benefited from having um, your colleague and friend, Melissa Radu, as part of the, that team. Um, we found really it's doable. It's still hard. Right. Um, and so it, now it's how do we make it easier? But the other thing that we certainly developed is that it can be a point of differentiation in a crowded marketplace. Um, and I, I have good news on two fronts, and that is I spoke to Gary Graham from the Hotel Association of Canada the other day, and he told me that all the sustainability directors from all the major hotel companies in Canada are telling him that they are starting to see sustainability on 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 RFPs in a, in a big way. So that's, that's um, yeah, isn't that Amazing. great? Um, a couple of interesting things came up when we were doing the hybrid model because it was obviously location specific. The hybrid team actually chose Edmonton as their destination. And we ran some numbers and we found very interestingly that we were able to reduce electricity by a huge amount, depending on the seasonality, the time of day that we were holding things. Are you finding that Edmonton um, has a greater advantage in the summer? I mean, we have very cold winters. How do you find seasonality is playing into consumer demand? Well, I mean, um, we, we we do really pride ourselves on, on being an all-season destination, and I, I think Canada generally are are experts in hosting events and, and meetings in all seasons. Um, I mean, it, you know, we have such issues over here in Europe and in the UK. If um, it snows in the winter, then literally everything comes to a standstill. Um, but, you know, life goes on um, in, in Canada. And it's, you know, so taking your event to, to a city in the winter is... Um, you know, uh, it is not going to impact on on your program um, potentially as much as it, it could do over here. Um, I, I certainly do understand, um, you know, the the additional um, need um, and and the additional impact that potentially coming in the winter may have. Um, but I think you know we then need to be making sure that we're engaged with our venues to see how we can reduce that carbon footprint. So if we know there's going to be more of an intensity of coming in the winter uh, for heating and lighting, then, um, you know, engage with the venue. I mean, in, in Edmonton, big shout out to Melissa Radu, our amazing sustainability manager. She's such a trailblazer when it comes to sustainability. Um, and the convention center is just, I think, phenomenal and such a leader in terms of uh, their responsible events program and how they can uh, help planners to reduce their carbon footprint. So, um, you know, they, they do all sorts of amazing stuff, food donation programs, uh, post-event waste and sustainability reporting. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's 
yes, you might be consuming more energy, but at the end of the day, if it makes sense to meet in the winter time, then um, try to to look at ways to reduce your your carbon footprint. And yeah. you know, we the, sorry, we sorry. have full disclosure. Uh, Candace hails from a southern climate, and mm-hmm. I'm from just north of Edmonton, and. And during the winter months, I'm like, yay, it snowed. And Candace is like, summer can't get here fast. Is it summer yet? yet? No. Um, <laughs> so I, I agree with you. And actually, I think Edmonton is beautiful in the winter wintertime. Um, and I think it's really refreshing. And in fact, our our offset partner, Carbon Farmer, who is from northern Alberta, um, he, he runs a program called Save Our Winters. Right. And, and part of this whole climate action is that we want to preserve winter and you get such great snowfall in Edmonton. And I always, you know, I try to explain to people winter without snow is like a beach without sand. The yeah. snow is what turns it into a playground. So, it's um, and, and the city's done such a tremendous job in uh, creating um, year round events. And it, it, it's a fabulous time to visit in the winter festivals and experiences. You know, I mean, we're, uh, I've uh, I've spent so um, so much time looking at such gorgeous pictures of Edmonton this winter um, with with the ice rinks that they've created, the lighting. Um, I feel very envious, you know, that I'm not actually there, able to um, to to experience it. But um, yeah, winter is a is is and it's a value proposition, um, you know, it, to come to a city when it is. The weather may not be, you know, you might not get those 18 hours of sunshine and that warm weather, but you you get amazing um, experiences in that beautiful snow and you you it's value for money to come during that time as well. So we shouldn't overlook the, the value. And then you have the beautiful Rocky Mountains on the doorstep as well. So just put your skis on and go out and enjoy those winter <laughs> activities as well. So uh, do they still have the ski slope? It was almost right in the city, though. So yes, sure they do. Yeah. They do. And this is terrible. I don't know the name of it. But I do know that Anna, uh, my boss, her husband works there. So I should uh, I should know what it's called, but I can't remember. <laughs> but, yes, they do. You can ski. Um, you can, yeah, you've got Elk Island, which is so close by where you can do incredible snowshoeing. And um, you've got the River Valley that you can explore. Um, you know, it. And that's what I, I think is, is such a, a tremendous appeal um, of, of Edmonton to an international visitor. You've got nature on your doorstep in the city. And, um, you know, it, it, and as we come out of, of COVID, you know, we talk about sustainability being, um, uh, you know, kind of up there in terms of a, a priority. I also think, you know, safety and those wide open spaces and those safe destinations are, are what um, international planners are going to be looking for. And I think Canada has a, a huge opportunity there uh, because it's it ticks all those boxes. It's a beautiful, beautiful land that we, we share here. And it is. And to protect it, right? Um, sure. So as much as of the beauty that Edmonton holds and all the amazing programs and initiatives you've just so eloquently outlined for us, you know, people listen to this thing called the news, they read articles, and there's this, you know, nasty little thing called the tar sands up to the north there. Um, for the planners, you know, thinking of bringing a program to Edmonton, let's say, 
How have you or how do you handle questions that may have come about from planners about Edmonton as a sustainable destination, given that, you know, those pesky tar sands are also part of Edmonton and the economic contribution to, to the to province of Alberta? So how do you handle those conversations? Yeah. How do you yeah. do it? Well, to, to be honest, I've I've rarely been asked questions about the oil sands by UK or, or international clients, but of course we we acknowledge the natural resources and industry that that we have um, in the Edmonton region and across Alberta. But we should also acknowledge that Canada and Alberta produce the most environmentally responsible oil in the world, the most highly regulated, the most sustainable, and the most innovatively, um, innovatively sorry, advanced oil um, in the world. Um, and I've heard this quote a few times now as, as I uh, learn and engage more with the energy sector, which is one of my areas of focus along with sustainability, um, is that the reality is the world will need to consume oil and gas for a few more decades to come. Um, so that oil should be more Canadian than anywhere else in the world. Um, and I don't think that having natural resources and an energy industry should really conflict with Edmonton striving to be a more sustainable destination. So I, yeah, that's that's kind of my... The education yeah. <laughs> that you mentioned before, right? Um, much like with sustainability, I guess, there's so much to uncover and so many different aspects of it. Yeah. I guess if you're going open-minded into planning an event there as a planner, you have to be open-minded as well to all the points you just mentioned and about educating yourself on the business practices in that the energy sector there employs. Right. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. It's very similar to, um, you know, Candice was a little bit surprised when I um, approached her about us doing an event with Canada Beef, because beef also has a very bad rap. And, you know, full disclosure, um, you know, my nephew is is a lobbyist in the oil and gas industry, and, and, and he, you know, is very concerned about the environment. He has uh, young children. Um, and, you know, there's there's always room for improvement. Um, we're not wrong, um, but there there's there's room for improvement on both sides. Right. But I think it's part of our Canadian responsibility to come to these issues with openness and a willingness to learn and to help each other, um, not to denigrate or to vilify the, the other side. Right. We, we, we have to work through it together as a group. And so. You know, as I look, you know, Candace and I talk a lot about the future and what we see as sort of, you know, the future of sustainability. What are you seeing? What does your crystal ball tell you about when we return to full scale events, about the COVID recovery and how quickly we think that will go and, and how does sustainability fit into that? I know that's a big question, um, but looking for sort of, you know, the gems that, that you're sort of picking up on or any themes that, that you're sensing when you're talking to people. Yeah, well, uh, there definitely feels like there's a, a brighter light at the end of the tunnel, certainly over here in the UK with the, the rollout of the vaccine and the, the roadmap to recovery um, and the opening up of venues and ultimately the return to live events um we're definitely feeling over here there's a pent-up demand 
um, for live in-person events and for travel to resume. But there's a lot of consumer and corporate confidence that needs to be um, rebuilt, um, you know, for, for a while to come. Um, we're certainly seeing in, in uh, at the Edmonton All-In team that leads are coming in for 2022, some for the fourth quarter of, of 2021. Um, it may be a little while longer until we fully reopen, until clients are, you know, sort of willing, um, willing to commit. Um, of course, over here in the UK, we have um, COP26, which is, um, is taking place in Glasgow at the end of the year. And um, I think to see what the outcomes are from that, um, you know, the, the, this meeting of world leaders um, is going to be such an important opportunity, I think, for the international events community to then commit um, potentially to being a more sustainable industry. So, um, you know, we kind of wait with bated breath to see um, what the outcomes of COP26 are. But I think as an industry, what an amazing opportunity it would be to build um, on that, you know, and um, for us to really move move the dial forward um, in, in our industry. I think there are concerns by planners around, um, you know, the impact of testing, the impact of PPE um, with events. I've, I've certainly heard um, planners talk about that. How do they navigate that and how can their event be um, sustainable with all of that extra equipment and all that kind of thing. So I think, again, as, as venues and as destinations, we need to help planners to, to navigate that and maybe help support them with um, local partners that um, we know perhaps have, you know, those sustainability um, uh, initiatives in place and can showcase how they can dispose of, of, of these items or... I, I, that I think is a, is an area um, that is a bit tri tricky to navigate right now, but um, I do think that's on the minds of planners um, for sure. Um, and then from a health and safety perspective, um, uh, just something to mention for Edmonton: we're actually um, yes. we're looking at pursuing a citywide GBAC Star accreditation, which is the Global Bio Risk advisory council so that will be 38 hotels the airport convention centers rogers place arena transportation so hopefully once that accreditation is is in place it, it'll position edmonton among the healthiest and safest destinations um for business and leisure travelers in north america so yes. um yeah very yes. exciting yes. for us and also we're we're looking to um we're looking at, uh, you know, how we support the city's um, vision 2050 and looking at various benchmarking and improvement programs to see what could be a good fit for us moving forward um, to really benchmark ourselves as a sustainable destination. So, um, okay. yeah, we're looking at that right now. Explore Edmonton are working on their 10-year tourism strategy, and we see that as, as being an, a really important part of that. Um, so we're really, we're so excited to get back to live events, but we also <laughs> want to, um, we have an opportunity we see to, to, um, to really work on, on, on that sustainability, um, uh, angle and not angle, but, you know, we, we want yeah. to work on our yeah. sustainability and, and help yeah. planners and uh, yeah. So yeah. 
We uh, we heard a lot from Melissa about um, you know we we gave the the moonshot team the challenge of not just making it carbon neutral but carbon neutral under COVID and so their proposed timeline was actually this this July just for any listeners that weren't at the uh, at the moonshot that we did in February and um, Melissa was very proud um, that you've been able to in Edmonton really encapsulate that. You know, safety as well as sustainable. Um, and there were a lot of great ideas and a lot of, of great ways. I, I like what you're saying about COP26. Um, it's in Glasgow this year. Um, I think it's great. And I, I think it's wonderful that America's back um, at the table. Um, <clears throat> I still think that we underestimate the power um, of the destination, which is why, you know, I've been a big fan of Don's, your, your mayor, for a long time. He's done some great work. And it is cities like Edmonton that are leading the way. And, and you know, kudos. Thank you for, for being such an incredible leader. Um, you have such an incredible team. We just love the Edmonton team. Um, oh. You guys are to a person, a, you know, positive and optimistic and, and high energy. Um, we like that. We, <laughs> that we positive love that. energy, yes. So um, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for your continued support of sustainable events. Um, and thank you for, you know, helping to rep us um, abroad across the pond, I guess, as you would say. Um, and, and thank you for letting us dip into your time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And, and we've thoroughly enjoyed being part of, uh, of, of recent TSEF events. And we look forward to to being uh, to being supporters and partners of yours in, in the future. There's a lot of learnings to be had from um, from your events. I thoroughly enjoy them. So, um, yeah, look, look forward to the next one. Excellent. Thanks for your partnership. You're Thank welcome. You. And Natalie, I don't know about you, but I think I foresee a TSCF event in beautiful Edmonton. Oh, yes. it, was so, it was so in the plans. Nicola. We would love that. Yeah. You are yeah. more than welcome. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as we can get you here, uh, we'd love it. We'd love that. Thank you. Excellent. Well, I have a, a, a niece, a nephew, and two little munchkins in, in Edmonton that I would love to see soon. So oh, let's make it visit. sooner. You bet. You bet. For all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, please share this, like it, um, help us spread the word. And to learn more about what TSEF is and what we do, you can check out tsef.ca. And please join us for our next big event. It will be a little bit of a Canadian smackdown on who has the most beautiful event location. Um, and sustainability will play a big part in that. So that is Earth Day for event people on Thursday, April 22nd. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you.